Welcome to LCA Elements, where we coach you, train you, and mentor you. Here we're going to answer lots of questions from the audience and help you stay on top of the things you need to be changing and how you need to be adapting into this whole world of real estate. Here we go. We're in the process of giving back to the community here, and we want to... We really want to level you up along the way. It's it's part of part of the vision that that I had when I created this community was to to always be adapting and changing, and always be giving back as much as I could. And the beautiful thing is now I have some amazing friends and partners in this, like Long and Mike. Nick Nick couldn't make it this morning, but Nick will be with us as well. And the cool thing is that with with the amount of knowledge that we all have together, we're able to come in and and really for this, for this specific thing, kind of speed coach you and help you along the way through the questions that the community has. And I think some of the questions that you'll see, there'll be questions that you may have been thinking or you may think, whoa, you know what? That one was really good. I, I wish I would have asked that. So in essence, we're helping each other through questions that we're answering for one person or two people. Now, uh, if you're on the webinar portion of this, you're able to communicate back and forth with us. We will put you on the, the speaker. So we won't bring you on video wise, but we'll turn on the speaker and you can ask us a question. We'll coach you for three to five minutes and then we'll move on to the next one. So that's the idea behind this. And guys, let's see, I think Kathy's the first one here. Let me see if I can bring her on. Kathy, I see your hand raised. So let me see if you have your audio on. Oh, wait, uh, Dan, Dan's handling everything. Can you make me host again so I can turn on the mic for Kathy? Because uh, Kathy reps just doesn't want to come back. And then we have another, a few other questions, guys, that are lining up. And uh, can you guys do me a favor and monitor the, the questions here as I monitor the questions over in the, uh, in the other section? All right, Kathy, uh, just turned on your section and let me unmute you so we can hear you. You let me know if you want to be there. It is Kathy. Yes. Hi. Good morning. Hey, how are you, Kathy? Good morning. Oh, I'm great. I'm at Keller Williams here in Orland Park, Illinois. <laughs> All right. Nice. Nice to have you with us. I'm Keller Thank Williams here in Westlake and Malibu. Long and Mike are from Realty Group. They own their own brokerage out in Minnesota. Guys, I'm going to go to you with this one while I monitor Facebook. But Kathy's asking, how do you get over not wanting to pick up the phone? Come on, you want to throw that one? Yep, I'll start with it. I'll let Mike, Mike is really good and, and probably uh, coaching you this. But for me, I think it's multiple. It's more like your mindset than anything. Okay, so at the end of the day, the reason you may not want to pick up the phone to call, maybe you're afraid of something, maybe you're not confident of something. But especially this time right now with the COVID-19, it should be really easy to pick up the phone. You should be calling everybody in your sphere, uh, in your database, just to check in. You don't even have to sell anything. Just make sure they're doing okay. And as a result, you're going to find out that because you care, People might be referring you stuff or asking you questions about real estate. And I'd like to add to that too. I think sometimes there's a misalignment of what's really natural for an agent. For example, when you say pick up the phone, are we talking about calling FISBOs and expireds or calling people that are your sphere of influence and in, in, you know, relationships? Sometimes agents will do things that they feel really out of line on because they're told they have to. You've got to pick the phone up and call every expired and every FISBO, and that's just not you. And that's okay because there's people that are very successful without doing that. They find their own avenue, their own niche that's more authentic and genuine to they are, who they are. So I think it, uh, it also comes down to making sure you're in alignment with the business practice you have. 
You don't have to do everything under the sun. There's a million different ways you can be successful in real estate. Make sure you're picking the phone up, but with the right group of people, with the right intentions, and something that feels good to you. The other thing I would like to add on that is a couple of things. If you can practice, you can get more confident. Maybe like get a buddy system with somebody to practice role play. And another thing is to, to, to adjust your mindset to know that you, uh, you should celebrate the no's. Because you should know that every time you, you make a call, either you're not going to reach somebody or you're going to hear a lot of no's. The more you practice, the less no's you'll get. But every no you get, you should celebrate that. You know, let's say you track it and you know 20, every 20 no's you get a yes, right? That means every time you get a no, you should be checking it up. Yes, I'm one no away from getting closer to a yes versus looking as a negative. Tristan, you got anything to add? Yeah, actually, Kathy, I think one thing that you can do to just go over this hurdle is to actually do what Long was saying and just pick up the phone and reach out to those easy targets first in the morning. And those, those people that already like you that you've been talking to possibly, just to reach out to them with a simple question, see how they're doing and see if everything's okay. And once you start getting into that rhythm, you'll start seeing that it's not as bad as you think. And then that opens up the conversation to, well, maybe I should also be reaching out to other people on your phone, right? So it starts, it starts kind of like a, a habit. I don't know if you guys have ever read if you give a mouse a cookie, and I always refer back to it because it's psychological, right? If you give a mouse a cookie, then he asks for a glass of milk. Then he asks for, what else does he ask for? And then he goes into the refrigerator, jumps into your lunchbox, goes with you to school, right? It's a process. And it has to start with the simplest of things. Kathy, just reach out to those people that already love you and like you and just see how they're doing. One other thing to add to that too is logistically, and I agree with Tristan, sometimes it really helps to start with the easier ones, but getting through that maybe first thing in your day, so it's out of the way. A lot of people will stress over doing something they don't want to do and they'll put it off and they'll avoid it all day long and it never really gets done. So if you put it right away, first thing in the morning, you start making those easier calls and ramping up to the ones you, you know, are harder as you get more comfortable, then it's out of, out of the way. The rest of your day is free and clear. Awesome. A good idea. Yes. Really good idea. Thank you. Kathy, thank you. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to mute you now, but thank you. Let's see. Disable it. Beautiful. Guys, that was gone bad. All right. Terry Fenelon is asking, I've been working hard to get new listings to market. I got six new ones this month. Wow. Nice. Six new ones. This month. How is the best way to market them? I'm mostly luxury. Uh, let me ask Terry one question here. Terry, do you want to be on talking to us or, or do you want us just to answer the question here? Uh, let us know here. In the meantime, uh, we'll get right into it. Guys, do you have any anything to add to that or do you want me to take that one? Why don't you start because you work with a lot of luxury yourself and we took over the conversation so much in the last one. We'll jump in. How about that? Ah, you're funny. All right, guys. So Terry, great question. Six listings is really, really good. I actually want to ask you where you got them that we want to know. Uh, but in regards to best ways to market them, look, the world shifted. And one of our approaches when we're taking on listings right now is letting them know that we have a plan, letting them know that we have a specific plan. And we call it the, the EHC plan, right? Where we're still focused on your equity and we're focused on your health. Most importantly, people are wondering what the hell are you doing with my house? Who are you letting in? How are you gonna 
uh, sanitize it, right? EHC. And then we're still focused on the contract, actually focusing on helping you with disclosures and the processes involved. But we've made it into a process for them. And this allows us to, to break down what the marketing looks like. And to, to better help you out on that, let me see if I can actually identify some of the things that we're doing on a sheet that I have for you. Though this way, uh, I can actually show you what we're doing. It's not just in theory, it's actually things that we're doing right now. Uh, one of the things that we are focused on heavily is doing virtual, as I'm looking for it, uh, virtual tours, obviously. If you don't have a Matterport, I know one of my agents in San Diego doesn't, so she got an Aster Room, and an Aster Room is a small little device where you sit your, your phone on top of it. It's like $59, $60. But the focus here has shifted to more virtually. I know some people say it's digitally, but most people say it's, it, it really is virtual, right? And you've got to sell the idea of, hey, look, this is a solution for the current market. Most people are online, yet online is up by about 70, 80, 90%, depending on, on the website. Uh, but most of these people are just looking and how are you going to engage with them if what they're looking for isn't there? So the things that we're doing to market and to sell homes, more importantly, is to give these buyers the ability to go through the home and search through them, like if they're actually there. And so that's one way. The other way is we've been marketing them heavily, heavily on Facebook through lead ads. I mean, that hasn't changed at all, guys. Long, Mike, we've been doing lead ads for a long time through Wailopa. And then the other thing is dynamic ads for real estate. Uh, dynamic ads for real estate is like, it's like Amazon, but for real estate. Uh, let's say Long took a, took a look at a pair of shoes on Amazon, and now it's following him everywhere. Well, Derry, imagine you posting up these homes on, on your website and then through Facebook and Instagram and other sites. And when people click on them, they're following them everywhere. Not only that, all of your other listings and the MLS for your area, an IDX feed follows them everywhere. And they're able to see all these great homes that match the same prices luxury-wise. So those are the things that we're doing and we have been doing. So that we didn't shift. We just went a little bit deeper into 3D tours and virtual tours. Guys, anything that you wanna add? Yeah, so I would like to add a couple of things. Really track, you know, data of what people <clears throat> open, what they engage with, what they stay on pages longer with. So things like day to night photo, twilight photos. I mean, uh, there's a much higher click through rate on that. And let's face it, uh, you know, Tristan, you're talking about virtual technology. Anything that's higher quality, that's more engaging that people will see and then resonate with and then, and then dig deeper into. So photo quality, virtual technology quality, uh, ad quality does matter, especially when you're talking about, you know, the Amazon or real estate, we're talking about targeted ads. These aren't just blanketed out there. They're really targeted specific. Last thing I'd say on that is, you know, with luxury, a lot of luxury is network. So if you're listing, you know, luxury homes, look who else in your market's got heavy luxury presence because they've got buyers a lot of times that they know. So make sure you know your luxury network. That's another way I see a lot of people push luxury. So one great thing about being on a call with these guys, I write all this note down to buy time they're done. I'm like one item left out of my 12. So it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the one marketing platform I'm looking into is Maxa. Max has been doing a really good job uh, with especially luxury marketing because you don't want to look cheap, you know, not to have something that looks really luxury. 
That's very true, guys. And, and look, I'm, I'm pretty sure she's done a really good job, Terry. She had a question on what Dynamic Ads was. So um, we, I just told her that. Now, also, Terry, you can go the Matterport route, which you know, we have a Matterport in, our, in my office for the team specifically, but it also costs quite a bit. So um, that's why I always throw out Astroom only because it's less expensive. Guys, any other solutions that we can give for her? Uh, I really for us. Outside the virtual walkthrough capability, there's also, you know, if um, I, I still see a lot of luxury, you know, agents taking pictures with an iPhone um, or, or something of that nature, right? So make sure if you're doing something, make sure it's high quality. Uh, make sure that, you know, if you're going to do video, make sure that you're using something like a gimbal, a, a stabilizer, so the video quality turns out well. Um, you know, so you've got to kind of invest a little bit in the technology and really understand how it works. And again, track what people are really looking at. You know, uh, let me bring her on to talk. I didn't realize she wanted to talk. Uh, Terry, I just gave you the option to talk, so you can go ahead and uh, unmute yourself. There you go. Hi, Terry. Hi, how are you? Good, good. So let us know if we were answering your question or if we were going in circles as well. So, no, no, you're definitely okay. So, I'm doing everything that you're telling me to do, so right. minus the dynamic app. So, that's definitely um, an aha for me. So I've got the Rico tours, I'm doing videos. So thank you for that. I have a gimbal, iPhone, I'm editing everything on iMovie and I'm getting better. So I completely got out of my comfort zone. Um, huge thanks to you guys and to Nick, obviously. Um, but you were asking me like, where am I getting, you know, how did I get all these listings? Well, yes. honestly, from the, like, I've been on with you guys since day one. So Nikki Klein shared that, um, I believe now's the time to put your home on the market. We have a captive audience, da 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 da, da. Mm -hmm. um, I've been using that script. That script has been money for me. I'm texting it. I'm, I mean, I pretty much got it memorized. So, <laughs> <laughs> so huge, huge shout out to Nikki. But again, like, okay, so, I mean, I had a good lineup of houses that were ready to, gonna, ready to come on market on spring. So they're really, you know, it wasn't that, difficult but now that I've got them I've got the stress of like I gotta sell these houses and I have I don't say no one to sell them to but we're not essential you um what state are you in Michigan okay good so we're I'm in California we don't know when they're gonna lift this here either so uh, here's what one agent out here is doing he's actually the number three agent in the world um, we had him on last week his name's Chris Cortazzo and one of the things that he's doing really well in Malibu, a luxury market, is that he's grabbing all these 3D tours and he's, he's sending them in a newsletter to his database. And he's saying, hey, guys, we're going to premiere a, a tour on this day at this time. And he doesn't wait until the weekend. It's more like, let's say he sends it out today. He's giving them two days. It'll be Wednesday at 11 a.m. And he'll premiere all the tours on Facebook. And then what happens is he's ready or his team is ready. And then they go on and they start answering questions. But because his database is full of people that can afford these properties, they jump on. They're like, this is really cool. Let's take a look at them. I mean, for us, who doesn't want to take a look at homes on the beach, guys, and tour the insides and take a look at everything, right? So that's the cool thing about luxury. Um, Terry, but that's what Chris is doing, his team is doing, and I think it could work for you to bring everybody uh, to one place to take a look at these homes. 
to, to tie back to dynamic marketing, number one, it'll help you find buyers because it's artificial intelligence. But every listing, if you market it correctly, Terry, you should be getting two to three buyers interested in that home, right? Which they can't all buy the same home. So you just, you know, double, triple your business. And then about 50% of those are buy up. I mean, they have to sell their home. So you just generate at least 50% of those as listings. So if you, you have six new listings coming on, you, you do this thing right, you're probably gonna have 20 transactions going on. Yeah, even in this market, very true. Terry, thanks for being on, I appreciate you. Thank you, awesome. Thanks. All right guys, next question. We got quite a few, so I'm not sure we'll get through all of them, but Kim Brittingham, uh, she's asking, I'm a newly minted agent. If I'm repping a seller and they receive multiple offers, what do I need to know to get them the best deal? Can I start with that one? Yeah, Kim. All right, so every state's a little different, of course. So I don't want to. I don't want to overstep, you know, any license laws. But generally speaking, when you're looking at offers, especially right now, it's not always just about the highest price. Um, you have to look at a few different things right now. You know, uh, if a loan program goes away, is that buyer going to lose the ability to purchase the home? How is their financing? What financing are they using? What alternative assets uh, do they have? Are they planning on locking into a loan program right now? So it's not just about the highest price, it's the most viable buyer right now as well. So you're balancing against the likelihood that somebody can close and the amount they're gonna pay for the property. And sometimes those two things are not the same. Uh, so what, what you gotta look at and talk about with your seller is to make sure that they're on the same page with you are what's most important to them. Do they wanna sell this thing right now with the most certainty or are they looking for the highest price and they'll wait for a while and, and risk it? So, I mean, those are the type of things I think that you gotta explore. I like that. For me, for me, uh, I recommend a spreadsheet. So if you have a spreadsheet, they're usually about eight or nine items I put on there and I put them all on and I start doing the, the pros and cons and share with your seller. For example, like Mike said, price is not everything, but that's one item, right? Owners money deposit, what's a dollar amount? How serious are they? Uh, financing, what type of financing? Of course, you know, right, cash is king, then you got your conventional, your FHA, your VA, your, your down payment assistant. Uh, and then you got your closing date, I mean, how much, how far out they are. Uh, any seller's concessions, what's the inspection period? And this is kind of the intangible. Who's the other side, the agent? You know, do you know that person, uh, you have relationship, but they, you know, uh, proven? So then I share that with my seller and then I start letting them know, hey, I'll rank these. I recommend these are your top three. And then, you, and then that way you can go back and maybe uh, uh, negotiate with those top three or four out of your list. Yep, so again, it's not just the, the number on the top of the offer saying this is what we're willing to pay for it. Um, what Long's talking about is a spreadsheet that we use that will organize these things and it gives you talking points or things to talk about with each of those points with your sellers to figure out what is most attractive to them. I love that, guys. I think that's a good answer. Let's go to Jessica. You guys know Jessica Mosevich. Yeah, I, I remember her from, I think we met in California last year. How's it going, Jessica? We love Jessica. Jessica's awesome. So uh, here we go. This is a good question, guys. What is your daily schedule, question mark, with the nuclear cooperation policy starting May 1st? How can we best pre-market our listings in the most effective way? How is your marketing strategy changing? So we kind of touched on some of that already, how the marketing strategy is changing. Um, I think this is California specific. Tristan, do you want to try to chime in on this one? 
Well, I want to talk about schedule uh, really quick, okay. guys, because that was our first question. I think it, it kind of meshes with, with a lot of other things that people are asking. And the schedule, I think people have had to adjust if some people haven't even adjusted to, to working from home. And you see that the whole, this is where you actually take a look and you realize how much your environment matters, right? Some people are at home and they don't know how to separate being at home versus working and they get frustrated and, and then things go, you know, things go to shit, right? Uh, but here's where you have to outline your schedule and remember your priorities. What, what are your priorities, right? Hopefully it's health, right? Health, self, health, family, mind, and work, right? So if you're not giving yourself enough time, Jessica, to, to work on your health, the thing that comes to mind to me is when Steve Jobs was dying, he says, you know what? I can have all the money in the world, but I'd give it away if I just had health. And without health, there is no wealth, right? So health is very important. Do it in the morning, 30 minutes to an hour needs to be in your daily schedule. Uh, the other thing is you need to be learning, especially right now with the world, it's, it's changing all around us. Uh, one thing that I've, I've noticed and, been, and uh, been pushing is that we need to be learning, but we also need to be unlearning right now. As we learn, this is what happens, guys. You know this as leaders. As you learn, you're like, oh, crap, I've been doing that all wrong. And you're unlearning. And then you're having to relearn. So the more time you give yourself, Jessica, to learn new things, you also have to give yourself time to unlearn them and then relearn the right way of doing them. And right now, there's a lot of unlearning going on, right? Because we're all learning new things. And then the last thing on that part was you've got to put in more time to work. And what does that look like for you work? Work is really money producing activities, right? making contacts, talking to people that are motivated. Like, like us guys, we had to shift over to doing new things, which is buy online buyer seminars, calling for sale by owners and changing our script, finding those people that are motivated to buy and sell besides reaching out to our past clients. Cause I know you guys hear this. Oh, I, I already, I already called all my sphere and past clients. What do I do now? Right. Which is like, that's what happens when you don't have a tight schedule and your priorities in place. You're asking, well, what do I do now? Right? So outline those Jessica and make sure that prospecting is in there. And when I say prospecting, it's things that can make you money now, right? Because a lot of agents just, just throwing it out there and just, just calling with no purpose. Right. Long Mike. Yes. Yep. So to pick it back off that is, Time's an equalizer, right? I don't care if you're billionaire homeless. We all have the same amount of time. But successful people figure out how to use time instead of spend time. We can spend all day doing something, but how to use time. What I mean by that, here's an example. You're talking about your daily schedule. Let's say you decide that you're going to work six hours a day. I don't care what it is, eight hours. Let's call it six hours. Now your time block, call it from six hours, so from 10 to four. Okay, if that's the case. In those six hours, what are you going to do? How are you going to use those six hours? So uh, 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 Tristan said prioritize. Put in the stuff that you know it has to be done every day in the six hours, maybe one or two of those hours just blocked off just for prospecting. Okay, whatever you need to do because without prospecting, you're not gonna have any business. So 
if anything, uh, just have that because that's the only way you can have a balance in our life because in the people business, we work 24-7 almost, right? Because we're constantly are working. When you draw the line, when you tell your kids, hey, we can't have dinner right now. I got to take a quick call to do something. You know, that's the health part that you're talking about, the family part. So for me, I highly encourage uh, time blocking and making sure that, uh, you know, you learn how to use time versus spend time. And I want to add a few things to that. So not, so I don't want to be redundant and talk about what you guys did, but I want to give us some advice on how to set yourself up to successfully manage time. We talk about things like time blocking, but people that still are just a piece of it. When you look at it, things like daily rituals, you know, getting out of bed at a certain time you know, and having a certain morning ritual, whether that be, you know, I'm going to get up and stretch right away, meditate, have my coffee, whatever it is, make sure it's consistent because consistency builds habits. Make sure, um, aside from rituals, you also have a greater kind of macro idea of what you're trying to accomplish, your business plan, right? And you can't look at a business plan and say, I want to do 40 transactions in a year and not have a plan on how to make that happen. It has to break down from a macro to a micro all the way down to little daily tasks. And you have to identify which of those tasks can be outsourced, which of those can be eliminated, and where you can best serve yourself by spending your time. So, you know, always tracking to make sure you're spending your time correctly, looking to see how your plan or needs to be revised based on changes or things that pop up, making sure it's fluid and making sure you set yourself up with, at the end of the day, like if, it, if your end of the day ritual is, hey, I need to clear my workspace and I need to get everything ready for tomorrow so I don't have to think about it. I know exactly what I'm doing when I'm coming in. Make sure that end of the day ritual is done. Make sure you have your health and fitness in there like these guys talked about it, your family time. But what you have to be able to do is, you know, basically look at it, not just time blocking, but have strategies around those time blocks with ways to, to go back to inspect, to make sure that they still are going to be relevant. Those time blocks don't need to be changed. You know, Mike, that's a good point. Uh, Jessica, we have, uh, we have this thing that we created. It's called the blueprint where we identify the priorities so that you don't lose track of them. Uh, and then you identify your priorities and your goals, and then you put them into your, you break each one of them down so that you know what the actions are that you need to put into your calendar. So as we do these uh, daily for this week, we'll, we'll probably share some of those. And then um, the latter part of her question, which was how do I pre-market them? The, the way that we're doing it is we're sending it out to our database, to our, our clients, our leads, a whole massive database saying, hey guys, this is coming soon. So we're not putting it online, right? So that other agents can identify and say, hey, you know what, you did something wrong. Uh, we're keeping it to a really small core of people that, that we know we trust and love us. So this way they're aware of it and they can let other people know about it. Uh, but look, things are always changing. Jessica says she loves your answers, guys. Thank you. Jessica, I forgot to bring you on live. So uh, sorry about that. But we're almost out of time, guys. I think uh, we've got a couple more minutes. It's 9.31, but you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up here. Neil Singerman says, does Espresso Agent merge into Mojo Dialer like Vulcan 7 does? Do you guys, do you guys know that answer? I do not know that answer because I haven't used it. You know, I've used, I use Vulcan 7 and I use Espresso Agent, but... Uh, Espresso agent has its own dialer, so I've never needed to merge it. Uh, but I'm assuming uh, since Vulcan and Espresso, Neil, are the same company, uh, they should work the same. 
They just don't like, they don't advertise that, guys. So uh, I think they're the same. I mean, they work the same. Guys, anything you want to leave the audience with? I know we'll be on tomorrow and the next day and the next day all this week for about 30 minutes. I've got two thoughts uh, that I want to touch on. First off, I wanted to go back to the luxury question of, you know, how do I best market luxury? When you were bringing up, Tristan, about marketing to your database, this is a reason why network is so important, I think, in luxury. Because the agents that work in luxury have luxury databases. So make sure, that's exactly what I was talking about. Make sure you know who you should be really talking to when you have luxury listings, because they have likely luxury buyers in their database. So that's number one. Number two, the last imparting thought I have, time management is literally the foundation of successful real estate. You can have all the tricks and tools and shiny objects you want. If you can't manage your time, you can't successfully grow your business. So that's why I think we spend so much time on that piece and I'm, I'm very passionate about that yeah that's a good point long any any parting words here man no awesome i look forward to doing more of these all right guys we'll see you tomorrow i know there were a couple more hands raised but just jump back in tomorrow and we'll do this again thanks guys see you guys Thanks for joining us on another episode of LCA Elements. We'll see you next time. And remember, keep moving forward.